Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, March 5th, 2023. Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had several conversations with adults who have a hard time believing that God really loves them. They have a hard time believing that God really, really wants them in heaven. Maybe somebody else. Maybe somebody like you, Pastor. Maybe somebody who goes to church all the time, but not me. If you're one of those people today, maybe you're used to coming to church and you still feel like that. This part of God's word really is written for you. From John chapter 4. So he, that is Jesus, came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the place of land Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Then Jesus, being tired from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, she said, you don't even have a bucket. The well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us this well, drank from it himself, as did his sons and his animals. Jesus answered her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give him, will never be thirsty again. Rather, the water I give him, will give him, will become in him a spring of water bubbling up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water, the woman said to him, so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw water. Jesus told her, go call your husband and come back here. I have no husband, the woman answered. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say, I have no husband. In fact, you have had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. Oh, sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews insist that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will not worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, because salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming, and now is here, when the real worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for those are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, 
I know that Messiah is coming, the one called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus said to her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised that he was talking to a woman, yet no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking to her? And then the woman left her water jar, went back into town. She said to the people, come see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They left the town and came to him, and many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our defender. Amen. Uh, a couple of years ago, you may have remembered reading about this in the news. I remember reading about it in the news, where um, this, this guy, this, this dad and his son were out, um, and they had just got a metal detector, and they're in, in England, and as they're doing it, all of a sudden the metal detector goes crazy, you know, so they say, well, let's dig up whatever's here, and they found a metal bowl. How awesome was that? And then they found out that the metal bowl was put there by the Vikings a thousand years ago. How awesome was that? But that's not what was awesome. The metal bowl that was hidden in the ground was full of gold and silver coins, and they immediately became very wealthy and very famous. Something like that happened to a woman in Samaria, but it didn't happen by chance. God had it all set up so that he would meet this woman and give her a gift, the gift of life. And she didn't want it. She didn't think she needed it. She had no time for this Jesus person. He was a strange guy, didn't even know his name. So we're going to look at this again. She's a Samaritan. A Samaritan, they were not liked by the Jews. Uh, they were looked at as an uh, un underclass, the whole group of them. She is a woman. In that culture, women were dishonored. That was the name of the game. You started off in the hole. Unless, of course, you're born to a wealthy family, in which case you might get something, some kind of recognition. It was not a good thing to be a woman, not a good thing to be a Samaritan woman. And then here she is, coming out at midday by herself. By herself. Hmm. Why is she by herself? How come she's not with the other women coming out to do what their women's chores at those days were? Well, we find out later on that she's one of those women, you know. One of those women that's, you don't want your boy ever dating. That's the kind of woman she was. And so here's this woman, kind of rough around the edges, kind of up by herself, and it's hot. And here's this stranger, and the stranger says, um, can you give me a drink of water? And she is absolutely taken back. She says, what are you doing talking to me? You're obviously a Jew, and I am a woman from Samaria. 
We don't talk to each other. You didn't get the memo. Are you not socially cognizant of what's going on in the world? And what happened is, Jesus was not taken aback by that. He didn't immediately call down thunder and lightning on her and vaporize her. Instead, Jesus was on a mission. He wanted this woman in heaven with him. How is he going to do that? He says, you know, if you would have known who's asking you, you would have asked him for a drink of water. And he would have given you, he will give you living water. The woman says, huh, living water, that's what I want. I don't want to come out to this stupid well every day. I don't want to come out here. And if you're going to give me that living water, how are you going to do that, sir? You have a bucket. What's going on here? I at least have water jugs. Where's your pail? And he says, I will give you living water that will spring up some inside of you. And I don't want, you know, call your husband and I'll give, you, give it to you both. Do you see what Jesus is doing here? Sometimes you kind of wonder in church when, when something is being read and you feel a little bit uncomfortable like Pastor John or Pastor T is talking directly to you. How does he know? God's word does that. Jesus is right now helping this woman see her problem. She doesn't even know she has a problem. She does not know she's fighting God. She does not know that she's having sex with multiple different people, even the guy she's living with right now, as a, just spitting in God's face. And she's filling up her life with that because her relationship with God is broken. She does not know it's broken. So he says, go call your husband. And she says, I... I so we got a husband. And Jesus very quietly says, yeah, you're right. You've had five. The guy you're living with right now is not your husband. So you are correct. You're telling the truth. You don't have a husband. Hmm. That's not the way to do evangelism, right? You sit there and say, Oh, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, go call your husband. Oh, yeah, you are a dirty, rotten sinner. Well, no, you don't. Jesus, what are you doing? You're supposed to, she's, you know, she wants that water that you're talking about. How come you're sitting there slapping her in the face on the inside? What are you doing? Jesus is saying, you have a problem. You don't even know you have a problem. You need to recognize you have a problem. So if you walked into church today and you're thinking, well, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with God. I, I, can, I can make it on my own. That's what this woman was. Do you have a little pet sin that you're kind of nursing around? You know, the sins that you do are different from the sins that I do. The sins that you choose to take care of and cuddle are different from the sins that I choose to take care of and cuddle. But guess what? God says sin is sin. And just like that little plastic cup was cracked, 
That's what sin does. It cracks our relationship with God. Nobody gets into heaven because of sin. And that should really, really terrify us because we want to be in heaven because we don't like it here because here there's sickness and sorrow and sadness and death and loneliness and on and on and on. So God, first of all, takes his word and he says, I want you to take a look. Do you love to gossip? Do you love to listen to gossip? Do you take people's words and actions in the kindest possible way? Do you bear a grudge? Do you invite only people to hang around you at church because they're kind of like you at church? And you don't want those people with you at church because those people are not the kind of people you want to hang around with. Is that what goes through your mind? God loves every soul. He loved this dirty, tarnished, lonely, painful woman, and he wanted her in heaven. And she didn't even know she was sick, didn't even know that she needed him. And he went to her anyway. He took the first step. Can I have a drink of water? She tries to distract him. No, 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 I'm not going to be distracted. Let's get back on task here. If you would know who's asking, you'd ask me for a drink of water. She tries to get distracted. distracted. She, again and again, she tries to drag him off point, and Jesus again and again comes back and says... I want you with me in heaven. Finally, she pulls out the religious card. Well, you know, you think you got it all together because you're a Jew and you worship at the temple, but we worship on this mountain. So then Jesus, patiently, he doesn't yell at her. He's being very kind, and he says, you know, you're worshiping what you don't know. You have your own feelings in the way here. The Jews are worshiping what God has revealed in his word. There is a temple, but eventually that temple's going to go, and eventually all the feelings come and go. God is spirit, and the people who worship him worship him in spirit and in truth. And she says, yeah, I do know a little bit about my Bible, I, and I know that when the Messiah comes, when he actually keeps his promise that he made to Moses, when that happens, he'll, he'll explain everything to us. He'll take care of all the problems that we're running into. He'll take care of all my problems in my life I'm running into. And Jesus says, an amazing sentence, I who speak to you am he. Can you hear her shock? God in the flesh, standing right in front of her, having this conversation with her because God in the flesh wants her with him in heaven. What an awesome Savior we serve. And it just knocks her socks off. God loves me? Doesn't he know everything I've done? Yes, he does. So if you're walking into church today and you're thinking, well, you know, if, if God would really know everything about me, God does know everything about you. 
He knew everything about you before you were created. He knew how your life was going to turn out. He knows all the stresses and the pitfalls you've fallen into, and he loves you. And nothing can change that. He went to a cross to take care of that for us. He died. And then he came back to life again. That is amazing good news. And when she knew that the Messiah was talking right to her, what did she do? She drops her jug. And she says, oh, I got to tell more people. And she runs. And she says, and what is her great message that she's sharing that she's gone to evangelism classes for to learn how to share, how to reach people? She says, come, see this guy who told me everything I ever did. What kind of a message is that? Well, if you're living in the town and you knew this woman, how come she's not ashamed? What happened in her life that now she wants everyone to know she's not hiding anything? She wants people to come and meet somebody who knows who she is and loves her anyway. That's what's awesome. That's the awesome God that we serve. He knows exactly who you are. And he knows you better than anybody else. And he stepped into history to make sure you get into heaven. So where's your water jug? Where's your bucket? I'm praying that you just dropped your bucket and you've got to find someone to tell because that is the amazing news that hit you and that's the amazing news I hit this woman. And it changed her from the inside out. God did not have to tell her to do anything. Why? Because she's overflowing with the good news that her sins have been removed. Heaven is open to her. Angels are around her. She's going to be safe in God's, in God's wonderful care until she walks into heaven. What a great God we serve. In his name, my dear friends, let's live like that this week. When you find yourself looking at in the mirror and saying, you know, I shouldn't really be talking about so-and-so like that, then stop it. When you find yourself having greedy thoughts, then stop it. The Lord says, repent. Turn away from what you see to who I am. And that is what Jesus says. That's what I say. So for Jesus' sake, let us live that way this week. Amen.